in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our text from First Peter today is all about holiness. God says, be holy as I am holy. And then goes on to say, as you set yourselves apart by your obedience to the truth, so that you have genuine mutual love, love each other deeply from the heart. Do this because you've been given new birth from a seed that doesn't decay or perish. Today, friends, the good news is uh, God's holiness is not a prison of rules and regulations to make you good or better or moral. Holiness is the gift of God's life in you, enjoyed as love. Holiness, God's holiness, is the gift of God's life enjoyed in you as you love. The good life is full of identity and freedom and community. Remember who we are, church. We're liberated by holy love to live in the way of Christ. Uh, the word holiness, I have a complicated relationship with the word holiness. Uh, some of us come from, um, there are actual entire traditions in the church that are referred to as holiness traditions. Uh, some of you come from those uh, traditions. Others of us uh, have just heard maybe one or two or 20 sermons about holiness in our history. Uh, and I, I want to contend today that uh, for many Christians, maybe for many of you, uh, especially, uh, especially for me in certain parts of my life, God's holiness was not good news to me. God's holiness was um, a tyranny in some ways. <laughs> um, there's a, speaking of the holiness tradition, there's a, a, some recording artists who put out a song about God's, about God's holiness several years ago. There's uh, Tammy Wynette and uh, George Jones. Some of you are big fans of uh, Tammy Wynette. Um, I, know, I know who you are. You know who you are. But they, uh, they had a duet they sang a number of years ago uh, entitled, God's Gonna Get You. And I, if I could, I'd sing the song for you. Uh, if I prepped Joel, maybe he could have sang the song for you. But let me just read you a smattering of the lyrics from this song, God's Gonna Get You. This doggone world, you know the holiness people are cranked up when they drop a doggone in the middle of a song, because that's, that's pretty close to, you know, it's pretty close to the no-fly zone in terms of language. This doggone world we're living in, it's given me a fit. It seems like everywhere I turn, I see a hypocrite. Well, if you want to go to heaven, well, you can't live like that. So let me tell you, brother, God's going to get you for that. And then the chorus goes like this. God's going to get you for that. God's going to get you for that for that there's no place to run and hide for he knows where you're at uh god's gonna get you for that god's gonna get you for that every wrong thing that you do god's gonna get you for that would you like to hear some verses some more verses of this one everybody anybody's heart strangely warmed now to embrace god's holiness let's see here we go 
Uh, now the preacher in our church, it's getting personal. He's a mighty devoted man. Everybody thinks he's a going to the promised land. But the other night on a country road, while I was driving through, I caught the preacher making love to Sister Mary Lou. Friends, God's going to get you for that. God's going to get you for that. Uh, one more. Now, old Sister Bessie, she likes to testify. She says, I'll always love the Lord. Someday I'm going to fly. But the other night while going by the local liquor store, I caught old Sister Bessie flying out the door. God's going to get you for that. Can anyone relate to this conceptualization of God's holiness? God is pretty serious about right and wrong. And he is always vigilant. Uh, and just in case you want to uh, go to the liquor store or play poker, attend one of Bruce's cocktail evenings, he's watching and he's going to whack you. Well, uh, today, friends, I want to suggest that God's holiness is actually good news for us. And it's not good news because he's going to get you for that. Uh, it's good news because God's holiness. Uh, is the power of his love that brings freedom and identity and community so that we can live faithfully in the way of Christ. Now, there's an entire sermon here, I think, on defining what holiness is. And I was joking around with Father Ben the other day that I think I, think I want to teach a class on where we get um, this understanding of holiness from and how it relates to things like um, the Old Testament sacrificial system and and why, you know, this text mentions blood, why blood is a part of holiness and how uh, particularly the Day of Atonement and Passover, which are the two kind of festivals that Jesus's death sort of calls to mind and images, how that relates to holiness. But we can't get into it now. And I'm a little disappointed because uh I think I've got one or two pretty good rants about that stuff. But holiness essentially just means to be set apart. This is where we get our words consecrate, right? When we consecrate the, the host and uh, Eucharist later, it's setting it apart for God's service. Uh, also sanctify or to be sanctified is uh, another word that comes from the word holy. But I want to contend that God's holiness, rather than sort of this uh, ever vigilant uh, prison of rules and regulations to make you do good or be better or be moral. Rather, God's holiness is God's gift of his life that's full of identity and freedom and community. First, this, this, uh, our text today in First Peter comes right after Peter says, be holy as I am holy. And there's this call to be holy. And I think we hear it as, uh, you know, like the way Tammy Wynette and George Jones hear it. You know, like a, a finger wag. Like, listen, I'm watching you. I'm watching you all the time. Holy. Um, but, but we'll see in our text that uh, this command is much more of an invitation to be who you are. It's a declaration of who we are. So it's a, a proclamation of identity, friends. Be holy, rather than this demand of an obligation. It is an easy yoke, brothers and sisters. 
not a heavy yoke. Notice this entire section is about identity. Peter says that you're to conduct yourselves with reverent fear during the time of your dwelling in a strange land, or as uh, some theologians made uh, popular several years ago, your time as resident aliens. You're no longer defined by your empty lifestyle, verses 17 and 18, but you've been given this new birth, verse 23. So you're a new creation, you're a new people, and out of this new birth, new creation, you're to love each other deeply, and it's all because of who you are. Friends, God's holiness is the gift of identity. We are set apart for God. Holiness is not a prison of rules or regulations to make you good or better or more moral. Holiness is God's life enjoyed in you as we love each other. It's full of identity and freedom and community. So God's holiness is the gift of identity. God's holiness is the gift of freedom. It's not a prison. Secondly, there's freedom in holiness. Notice, notice Peter says we were liberated from the ways we've inherited from our ancestors. The, way, the common language and logic of the world, we've been freed from that. So holiness names us and liberates us. This is different than being bludgeoned by demands for moral purity or piety or perfection or obeying rules. Uh, holiness doesn't bludgeon us. It blesses us. Holiness sets us free to live in the way of Christ. It's a way characterized by reverence, honoring God, verse 17, by trust and hope, verse 21, and by mutual love for each other. We're freed to revere God, to live in hope and trust, and to live in love. Today, we declare the good news that God's holiness isn't a moral prison of rules and regulations to make you good or better or moral. Rather, God's holiness is the gift of God's life in you, enjoyed as love, full of identity and freedom and community. Finally, friends, God's holiness is uh, a community of love. It's not an individualistic piety code that we live by, but God's holiness, rather, uh, is the gift of his life. His life is a, he exists in Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And so as Second Peter talks about, there is an invitation to partake in the divine nature. As God gives his self to us, we are adopted and invited and included in to be partakers of the divine nature, this common life that God lives with himself. And we, we can't do that on our own. God's holiness creates a community of people who give and receive love in the mutuality and affection of who God is. As you set yourselves apart by your obedience to the truth, so that you have genuine mutual love, love each other deeply from the heart. And we do this because we've been given new birth, new birth. Today, the good news is that God's holiness is not a tyranny, even a comical tyranny sung by Tammy Wynette and George Jones. God's holiness is not a tyranny of a, a prison of rules and regulations that 
is intended to make you better or good or moral. But God's holiness is the very gift of his life to you. It's enjoyed and lived out in love. It gives us an identity. You are holy, brothers and sisters. It gives us freedom. You're freed from the ways of the world, the way the world thinks. You're free to live according to the community of love, the giving and receiving mutual affection that comes out of or arises from our new birth. Church, what identity keeps you from accepting that you are holy? What ways of the world, what uh, futile ways of thinking or perishable ways inherited by your ancestors, what, what, what names you that keeps you from just receiving this identity? What part of obedience to you, to the truth, feels like a prison? Where does your body or your desire want to uh, live outside of God's revealed goodness? Where do you need freedom today? Is another way to ask that question. And then uh, does, does this promise of community of love, does this, does this seem like good news or have, have you experienced hurt or abuse from people who confess to know Jesus? Maybe you have been involved with people in a church and um, <laughs> instead of coming around you in your worst moments, they sing a song about you, <laughs> uh, regaling your sin, right? Um, I, I just want to name, before we respond in prayer to this good news, I just want to name that, that Peter is describing Christianity here, not as a system of belief, but as a way of life. There's a, way of, there's a way of living in holiness that, that's full of community and freedom and identity. And, and the practices, at least as it concerns us friends at the table, they include things like reconciliation. And they include things like forgiveness. They include things like generosity. They include things like listening and sharing our stories um, as we participate in DNA groups or table groups or um, versus cocktail extravaganzas or cooking times or uh, Zumba classes, or however, whenever we gather, there's a giving and receiving of ourselves. Sometimes this looks like reckoning with wrong. Sometimes this looks like uh, uh, enjoying beauty. But, but, but our, our community life is engineered, if you will, to create structure around this uh, participating in God's holiness, God's gift to us of living in mutual affection and love because we've been given this new birth. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. As we prepare to respond in prayer to the good news that we've heard today, I just invite you to um, just sit for a moment in silence, uh, reveling in the good news that holiness is the gift of Christ's life in us.
I'm praying the prayer of response. I invite you to unmute yourself if you'd like to pray. We thank you for the gift of holiness, Lord. Help me see the freedom, identity, and community of your holy love in my desire for deeper relationships here in Indiana. Our faith and hope rest in you, O God. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We thank you for the gift of holiness, Lord. Help us see the freedom, identity, and community of your holy love in this extended season of not being able to be close to each other uh, and the grief that that uh, is bringing about. Our faith and hope rest in you, O God. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Hear our prayer. We thank you for the gift of holiness, Lord. Help us see the freedom, identity, and community of your holy love in learning to love others open-handedly, especially when we don't have the presence of others, having an imagination for how we can continue to love our neighbors, love each other. Our faith and hope rest in you, O God. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We thank you for the gift of holiness, Lord. Help me see the freedom, identity, and community of your holy love. Help us see that in our parenting during this time and just dealing with um, kids for whom this is really hard. It's really hard not to leave the house and see friends and do the same thing every day. Our faith and hope rest in you, oh God. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Our prayer. 